You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are the Locked On Browns. Hey, everybody. Uh, day four, NFL free agency here on Locked On Browns. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. At Lockdown Browns, the Twitter account for the show, follow back account. DMs are open. Please throw follows everywhere. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your uh, podcasts, please make sure to A, subscribe to Lockdown Browns, B, leave a five-star review, and C, leave that fantastic written review along with the five-star rating. Joining me here this evening, Mr. Pete Smith from Sports Illustrated. As Andrew Berry, and you may have seen his wife on the timeline today, and fantastic, Mrs. Berry, for the job your husband's doing, get out there and flex all you can. Cornerback Troy Hill signed formerly of the Los Angeles Rams. When you are looking to upgrade your secondary, why not look to a team that has free agency, free agents at the secondary position? Uh, Troy Hill, top 20 last year in his defensive grade and coverage grade, according to PFF, 16th in passer rating allowed, seven pass breakups, and all of this despite being the 10th most targeted cornerback in the NFL, not to mention three interceptions, two of which taken to the house. Former Oregon Duck started his career at the Cincinnati Bengals, got his legs going, his career going in the NFL with the Los Angeles Rams. Youngstown native, now a Cleveland Brown, Pete Smith, Andrew Berry just continues to do work. Four-year, $24 million contract. Uh, Troy Hill is not a puppy by any means. He will play this year at age 30. But, Pete, when you're looking, and this is where they were lucky, they were looking for somebody specifically as a slot cornerback. They found one. They found one with experience. They found one with talent. And Andrew Berry, and again, regarding that tweet, oh, was it, what is he going to be aggressive? Oh, what's wrong? Just let the man do his job. Um, yeah, so Troy Hill is is good. I mean, he's he's good at what he does. He's He's got experience playing inside and outside, but he's way better in the slot. Uh, that's what the Browns have signed him to, to play, and they should. So they're still looking for another uh, boundary corner. Um and I'm curious to see how the, the contract structured because I, I doubt um, he, he's going to get all, all four years. And I don't know how much of that $24 million he's going to get. Uh, but for the moment, you know, the Browns get another really strong defensive back sort of in the middle of their defense, even though, you know, technically you're in the slot, you're not really in the middle. But with John Johnson and him, you're sort of shoring up uh, the middle of the field, which is where the Browns got killed a lot last year. So those are two important moves, obviously, you know, two guys who played together. So there's uh, a little bit of a benefit there. Um, but, you know, they, they're, they're slowly knocking out needs and there aren't, um, there aren't many left really uh, like on offense. There are no needs. I mean, I, 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 I don't think JoJo Natson is guaranteed a roster spot. They no, him. that was more of we never really got to see you, 
and nobody else is knocking down your door. Let's give this a shot. But Jojo Natson has promised nothing, just like he was essentially promised nothing last year. Yeah, I mean, he 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 was only – well, he had three punt returns, but they were double as good as anything else they got from that position. So, you know, if they don't find anything better, they may keep him. But uh, I do think they're, they're still going to draft a receiver uh, with speed. Um, but – if you're just saying, what does the offense need? The answer is nothing. They've got a, a, an unbelievable amount of offensive linemen, tight ends, um, receivers, quarterbacks, running backs. I mean, they, they don't need anything. Defense, you still need another corner on the boundary. You still need a starting defensive end. You still need a backup nose. Uh, and you need depth that can play special teams across the board. Um, other than that, I mean, you know, other than like you technically don't have a kicker, um, you're pretty loaded. You got an answer for that. Yeah, I mean, look, I'd love to bring Zane Gonzalez back. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if if the Browns are able to fill in those remaining needs, they go into the draft with like just a situation where they can do whatever the hell they want. Um, you know, if they they love a player, they can add them. If they don't, they can trade out uh, and, and keep acquiring assets. But they're in a really good uh, spot in terms of just sort of being able to uh, add talent that is the best equipped to help them win immediately or build for the longer term and get guys who, who may be able to contribute now but are, are sort of on a, a longer runway that can take over for guys later on. And for those of you who get confused, you know, uh, about the way this analytic regime works, which is, you know, certainly becoming more and more, you know, mainstream throughout the NFL, you are trying to get yourself in a position essentially where the, you know, as the Browns, where you're not ending up like the Los Angeles Rams, where you have players who you've invested into, and developed in John Johnson III, in Troy Hill. And now, because you've ignored the cap, exposed yourself, or found a prettier darling, now you're, you're losing talented, talented players. Um, and that's where the Browns are going to be in a position where it's always going to be about having extra draft picks uh, you know, to combat for losing players. Uh, and but the thing is to keep things sustainable. Yes, there's still work to be done. Uh, could there possibly be a big name left? Maybe. Um, and keep in mind, we've done all of what Andrew Berry's done to this point. And Pete, we haven't heard a peep about a contract being restructured, anybody's money, you know, being affected in any way. Which Andrew Berry hinted when the last time we got to hear from him that you know. He could possibly do what he wanted or do what he needed. And still to this point where you have not asked any veteran, hey, could you you know help us out here a little bit? So the situation comes and it's there. Uh, who knows? You know, I mean, you know, Andrew Berry is always going to be by the phone. Um, so we'll see how it works out with that. We did get to mention that Hollywood Higgins was resigned last night when I was uh, with John Costco. Obviously, it was out in the final seconds of the show. We're going to get to that here but just another great day and talking about what that secondary needed, what they needed to succeed, 
what you wanted to do for Joe Woods to help him succeed after a good job last year, now hoping for maybe a great job in 2021. Good day, Browns fans. Very, very good day. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com right now and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available, again, for your vehicle by make, model, uh, size, engine, specifics. Go ahead, check all of that out. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all of the parts available for your vehicle. Right in there, how did you hear about us box? Locked on, so they know the fine folks at Locked On sent you their way. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Please check out BuiltBar.com and the Built Bar Bracket. As over here at Locked On, uh, everybody's become infatuated and absolutely loves the bars. Vote for your favorite favorite flavor at BuiltBar.com. 18 amazing flavors, six current new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and they are easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They are fantastic with the keto diet. The flavor profile for your Cherry Bar Sia Bar, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carb. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKDOWN15. And you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, promo code LOCKDOWN15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Pete, yesterday, um, came out, news came out late in the day. Uh, I don't know how much searching around Rashard Higgins Camp did. Um, and after last year and everything that went on in 19 and Rashard Higgins wanting to stay for less than a million dollars, Gets his number called again in the 2020 season after Odell Beckham Jr. goes down. Shows how greatly has, I, I don't care what metric you want to use, he was the most productive wide receiver on the team in 2020, just like he was in 2018. Nothing here to, you know, whatever. It's not about the other guys. Pete, I honestly believe in the open market. I think he was worth more than, you know, two point, I guess you would round it up here to $2.4 million. He absolutely loves the city. He loves his franchise. He loves this team. He, no doubt, loves his quarterback, Baker Mayfield. And sometimes for a player, it's about being happy. It's about being comfortable. It's about knowing what you have as opposed to going the road less traveled, chasing dollar signs, and in what turned to be, and looks to be for the most part, a depressed wide receiver market. You know, Bashard Perriman gets $3 million after a I, I can't even tell you, you know, what he possibly even did with the Jets last year, but it certainly was not much. But you get Hollywood Higgins here, and Pete, you're just starting to see more and more of, and it'll never be attributed to one player as much as you fans want to do it. Pete, there's legit culture here. 
there's a family sense here between these guys. These guys like each other. They want to be around each other. They want to stay together. I'm not sure necessarily how it's going to work. Uh, everybody knows uh, there's a certain wide receiver Auburn who uh, from Auburn who blazed a sub four three forty today. That I maybe I'd like to get into this mix. But you know what he is. You know what he can do. You know what he brings. And even last year with a you know more an improved effort on becoming a better blocker at the position. Hollywood's back. Well, I don't know how much more he could have gotten. I think Brashard Perryman's $3 million contract might be evidence of that. Um, but so, you could add seven fifty one million to actually having to go to Detroit, Pete. Maybe. I mean, if it's that much of a difference, you know, it may not be worth it to him. It may be more important to bet on the quarterback. Uh, so uh, this is a – Good and also frustrating dynamic to me. I love Richard yes. Higgins. I think he's really good for Baker Mayfield, obviously. I think um, what those guys have is really, uh, really allowed both of them to, to, to sort of blossom into to better players in certain situations. I do have significant questions about how the receivers are going to sort of be utilized now. Uh, because I think there's, you know, as much as the coaches may love, well, we have all these options. It's going to be fun to sort these out. Um, I do think that will breed some frustration from onlookers going, you know, uh, you know, if Odell Beckham's great, that that's, you know, obviously a game changer. But after that, you know, if anyone's not playing well, or are you sitting there? I, I expect people are going to want to see more, of Donovan Peoples-Jones in particular, based on what he was able to do last year. If he starts, you know, if he if he comes into camp and really starts shining, you know, how do you then handle that? If Everybody in that wide receiver room could be in trouble because he's their guy. Everybody else was kind of here when they got here. Right. So, like, there's just a lot of these things. Having said that, as I said earlier, I still think the Browns are going to draft a receiver because I think a dynamic that's ultimately going to play out that I hadn't really thought of until Richard actually came back, which, as I said, was surprising to me. I thought he would go elsewhere for for not even the money so much as, although I thought he would go for more, I, I thought he'd say, look, I, I just want to play. Um, so my thought on this is pretty simple. They're not going to um, – they're not going to restructure Jarvis Landry. Um, they're going to just – let him play out this year and then send him away. And then Richard Higgins, if he plays well, now takes over that role. He gets, you know, if he plays well, they're going to obviously have to work out another contract with him, but he steps into that, that, that role that Landry had. You then have obviously Donovan Peoples Jones theoretically stepping into that. And if you do draft a guy, which again, I expect they will, someone who's fast, that becomes sort of that next wave you know, with Odell Beckham sort of being that the 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 tone setter for the whole group again, if he's great. So I think that's where this thing's sort of going to end up going. Uh, as I said, I don't think JoJo Natson's guaranteed anything. I don't know if the Browns will pull back the tender on Kadero Hodge. I tend to doubt it. I think he's valuable enough to sort of bring him back. But if you if they want to keep six receivers, which they did last year, um, and they they draft somebody. Uh, you know, let's say it's 
let's say uh, Jalen Darden from you know North Texas or something. He's a speedy, undersized guy. Um, and then you know he he's better than Natson or he's, he's you know whatever. They keep those six, and then he may not see the field much at all that first year. But then you sort of bring him along. Um, and and see what he can grow from in that that aspect. So, um, I like I said, I'm really excited about Higgins being back. I, I I like watching that dynamic play out. I do have concerns about the, some of the issues we ran into last year with just that lack of ability to sort of just stretch the field, and it, obviously it reared its ugly head. Because it, let's put it this way: if let's say Donovan Peoples Jones is is what he is and he doesn't take any massive step forward and they don't draft another receiver with speed. Let's say Odell Beckham pulls a hamstring and he's out for like six weeks. Are we then going to be right back to where we were this past year where we're sitting here going that with the same problem of we can't say, bro, don't worry about it. 20 yards in front of me, man. (laughs) You ain't going over us. Yeah. So, I mean, like that's, that's, that's where I I, I I I I fear that fact that you know so many people are afraid of of changing this roster. That's where I'm afraid of not changing this roster. So I'm curious to see where it plays out. Obviously, I think the Browns are going to do more with the playbook. Um, I think they're going to sure. add in more. Uh, Lane, Lane Adkins has really um, sort of hinted at this in his cryptic way, but the Browns are going to uh-huh. do some things like flex tight ends out more. Um, that's one reason David Njoku is still here. He's going to be a guy who flexes out because he's really big and really strong and really fast. And, you know, when they didn't have the weaponry they they they, they did last year, they're sort of forced to play that tight double tight end. The hope is, one, because Baker Mayfield got so much more confident over the course of the year, particularly out of empty, that you can st- spread that out and and let him pick those matchups apart. But uh, two, you know, just having more talent theoretically is going to allow you to do more of those things. So there are, you know, a lot of this is wait and see. But because I'm insane, I'm like, you know, as I was all season, I'm like thinking two months ahead. So that's my could be really good, could also be some frustrations. And to me, you know, I, I had pinned 2021 and 2022 as two prime shots at the Super Bowl. doesn't mean those are going to be the only ones, but those are like two really good opportunities to go win a ring. And so people get very frustrated when I'm, when I harp on, on a certain player's heroic contract, hall of fame agent contract that I'm looking at this and going, you know, that the, you know, 12 and a half million dollars of salary, that could be the difference between, you know, the Super Bowl or not. So, you know, that's all I'm interested in. And and that's my entire focus on this. So like, you know, with and it's not even for receivers, like all, all these people are like, well, what if we, you know, don't, don't think about, about Landry versus money. Think of it as Landry versus Curtis Samuel. And to me, I'm thinking, no, think of this as, as Landry, Landry versus, versus the edge you all want. Yeah. Mel, Melvin Ingram or Carlos Dunlap or, or maybe, you know, two guys, you know, maybe, it's a Dory Jackson. Maybe it's the recently released Kyle Fuller. I don't know who like they, they, they like in that spot or Jadevian Clowney, whatever, but those are potential spots though, the, the, that, that money could go to. So 
yeah, win the Super Bowl. That's all I'm interested in. I could, you know, I don't care if it's unpopular to not like that contract. And he just got a big endorsement deal, by the way, so he's not exactly hurting. Uh, so, yeah. Well, and the other thing is, and this is one thing that's going to have, and I'm not saying, you know, it's an issue, it's a problem, but you're getting Odell Beckham Jr. back, who's used to his targets. You're getting Jarvis Landry. Obviously, you know, Jarvis will be here, used to his targets. Short Higgins was on pace for a 70 reception season last year if you played it out over an entire year. And then you're going to want Donovan Peoples-Jones to maybe get closer to that 30, if not more, reception mark. You still have all these tight ends. You still have running backs. There's a lot of mouths to feed. And with skill position, everybody likes their quantity, likes their quality. There's a lot of mouths to feed. It's going to be big on Baker Mayfield to make all of that happen. Got a lot of listener questions. I got a good one to start with. We're going to edit it just a tiny bit, Casey, but we will take yours in the next segment. Just because football season is over does not mean your sports wagering has to. And we have the best place and the only place we trust for you folks to do just that. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. NCAA tournament, obviously. NHL, NBA, MLB opening day, April Fool's Day is right around the corner. Get ready for it. Be ready. And, of course, NFL draft prop bets. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Again, the promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus at Bet Online. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Okay, we will go with Casey's question, and we will remove one name from it, Casey Kenman. Pete, not counting Jarvis Landry, obviously, who do you think is the most tradable roster the way it is currently constructed for the Browns right now? Uh, it's probably David Njoku. Um, uh, you know, I don't think Thank he's going, <laughs> I, I don't think he's going anywhere, but you know, he he. You're watching all you're watching all these teams bring in tight ends. Uh, not only just like good young prime ones. Uh, Kyle Kyle, Kyle Rudolph, Rudolph is getting two years, eight sixteen million dollars. Now God only knows how that's structured. I cannot imagine they're going to give him all sixteen million dollars. But that's insane. Like Jared Cook is still getting you know six million dollars from the Chargers. Um, so. You know, we know that the Browns were demanding a third round pick last year and no one no one came up to that. I don't know if they wouldn't this year. Um just because of how much better he got and the ability to sort of take that player and run with it, especially if you're one of these bad teams with money to money and, and, and potentially picks to burn, like Jacksonville, you know, to to bring in somebody who could you know, you could grow with and who's ready potentially ready to take off right now. So, you know, short of like getting nuts and saying Nick Chubb, I mean, obviously he's super valuable in a, a potential trade. Um, yeah, I think Njoku, I, I, I don't, again, the only way I think Njoku gets traded is for a guy who starts on defense or at least contributes on defense. And 
watching free agency play out, that's becoming more and more difficult. It's already sort of a difficult uh, uh, thread to needle or needle to thread, but that's tough. Like, you know, God knows I love draft picks, but I don't know if a third round pick does much for the Browns right now. Like, Mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling they're going to try to get out of their draft picks in some form or fashion this year as opposed to to use them all uh, because I don't think this draft is – look, there's there's talent in every draft. There's always ways to get better in a draft. Uh, but pandemic and a number of other factors are contributing to what I think is a pretty – Players who didn't play, class. no combine, yada, yada, yada. How do educated people make educated decisions – without the normal amount of information at their disposal. Well, that, and you add in the fact that you've got this like depressed free agent market where you can address a lot of these things without the draft. So like with guys who have already played and you have NFL track records on them. Yeah. I mean, Malcolm Smith is getting barely over a million dollars. Like, you know, that's incredible. Um, You know, hopefully teach Jacob Phillips everything he knows. John Johnson is is getting under six million dollars this year. Like, so I mean, again, Richard Higgins two point three eight million dollars. Like, granted, I, I you know, after the first round, some of these picks are going to make you know hundreds of thousands of dollars. But if you don't love those players or you don't want to use them or you 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 just feel more comfortable either using potentially using those picks to trade for players, whatever it is. Uh, it might be a year where it's shaping up where the Browns are sort of like, eh, we'll see you next year in what should be a, a, a deeper class, um, you know, more talented class and, and, and get more benefit there. And in the same respect, the Browns might, you know, I, I am inclined to believe they're more likely to trade down this year than up. However, mm-hmm. the, the one possibility is that they basically look at this and go, we only really love like, two or three players in this draft, you know, respective values or whatever. So we're going to do everything we can to get those guys and get out. So there is that possibility. I don't think it's terribly likely just given their sort of nature, but if they, if they love a player, they'll go up and get them. Yeah. I I mean, for me, and there's a lot of questions obviously related to the draft and, you know, we'll, we'll get to one of them here, but I, I would say, and especially with the work they've done here in the past couple of days, I would say this is something where maybe a pick isn't made at 26 Maybe it's not necessarily made at 59 and you do some sort of work where it's four currently in the top 100. Maybe you try to get to five in the top 100, a pick or two on day three, and we'll roll over in these deals to trade down some picks for next year where we will be able to have a full assessment and hopefully, you know, complete draft reports on these guys that we're totally considering. Um, of course, we can say that. And of course, you know, Andrew Barry can say, you know, I've done everything the way you all thought I would, you know, under what you, you know, feel we believe, but there's always going to be an anomaly, no doubt about it. Um, Pete, what probably right now, look, the Browns obviously still need another edge. They still need, as you mentioned, a boundary corner. Folks, stop asking about linebacker. It ain't happening. All right. It is just not happening so edge who knows maybe possibly d tackle i don't see it because it's a terrible terrible class cornerback pete what right now do you think is the best value for their current holding 
of overall selection number 26. Well, the thing that would help them the most is another corner, uh, simply because uh, they don't come off the field um, if, you, if you get a good guy on the boundary. So I think that's the thing that makes the most sense uh, in terms of what are you trying to get the most output out of. But obviously, right after that is defensive end. I, I, you know, Even if they get another veteran, which I'm certainly hoping they do, that's still a good option. Uh, you know, you just can't have too many pass rushers. And the Browns are trying to sort of seemingly trying to vary up their guys because they the AFC has so many mobile guys. I think that's a big reason why Takaris McKinley is here. Um, is, is you saw sort of in the playoffs that, uh, you know, particularly Buffalo and the, Kansas City at times weren't even pretending they were going to hand the ball off. And they just had their quarterback <laughs> sit back and run around and teams were too slow up front to do anything about it. And then they, you know, the times they were able to cover it, uh, they just ran and picked up a few yards. Like, I think that's the big trade-off, why why you move off from Adrian Claiborne, who's a good player against a relatively stationary target. Run. He can freaking go get guys, and there are examples of him doing that against these mobile quarterbacks. I think that's a big factor. So, you know, and he's not afraid to uh, go bull rush either, which is really important because – Part of this is you you have to be willing to try to collapse the pocket uh, and try to uh, you know knock down passes and stuff like that. So there's never going to be enough of those. Uh, and and I I still you know it's not a need at this point. But I don't rule out the possibility that they wouldn't love to get a guy like uh, either Trevon Morig or, or Jeremiah Okosu uh, Koromara. I don't think either guy will be there. Um, if if I'm just going off who's the most talented in this draft, but true. I, I can easily find a way to use four safeties. And that's why I continue to love J- Jamie Sherwood, who had his pro day today. I never saw any times or anything, but he's a big, long dude. Uh, and he's got hundreds and hundreds of reps on special teams, which I think is going to be a huge selling point uh, for some of these players to the Browns draft this year, because obviously they lost uh, Tavier Thomas and uh, Tay Davis to the Texans. Um, they're going to have to get, more guys with special teams experience. And and from their standpoint, obviously they're hoping that they get guys who can contribute at positions as well as being on special teams. Uh, I agree with you, uh, of course. And, you know, Mr. Sherwood, and he's definitely got that long, lanky, and, you know, with 10, 15 pounds, you'd probably consider him more of that nickel dime backer that we keep trying to will onto this franchise. Last one here, and this one's just from me, Pete. How nervous is Josh Allen in Buffalo right now with Mitch Trubisky, Mitch Trubisky coming to town? I, you know, I, I think there's a fantastic quarterback competition. You can pull out the tape for both of these guys and find out who made the most incredibly stupid decision on, in, during their NFL career. And I think both of them have <laughs> incredibly great moments to sort of argue about. Honestly, I think it's a great situation for Trubisky. Um, I, you know, I, I always – have people tell me how stupid it is to sit quarterbacks coming into the league, especially, you know, and, and I keep arguing that, especially with guys who don't have much experience, it's really. And look at some of these guys that actually never sat compared to Baker Mayfield sitting for three weeks until he was forced into a game. Oh my God. But what, but what's happening, you know, increasingly is people, these guys aren't like Trubisky really didn't sit, uh, you know, and now he's going to sit 
for another team. So had the had the Bears just been, you know, planned ahead and did that, you know, maybe maybe Trubisky just can't play. It, you know, that's certainly possible. But whether it's Marcus Mariota or Ryan Tannehill or some of these other quarterbacks, Jameis Winston, uh, you know, these are guys who who should have sat when they got into the league. And now they're doing it for other teams after they busted out with the, their original teams. And now they're finding the potential for a second act. So, you know, if it's valuable to sit now after they've already busted, it would have probably been really valuable early on to do it. So, you know, I, I hope it's good for Trubisky. I, I'm I'm a little surprised he's he, he ended up in Buffalo. I thought he might end up in a place like San Francisco. Uh, I thought he'd be a guy that uh, – you know, Kyle Shanahan would love the mold uh, in the, along those lines, but it's a great situation, especially with what's going on with Brian Dable and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they're, they're pretty um, stable right now. And the thing that I would w- look out for is let's say that Brian Dable takes a head coaching job after this season and he really likes what he's done and the progress that Trubisky has now made with that year under his belt and he's back in the market, he'll just sign him wherever he goes elsewhere. He may draft a quarterback or whatever too, but he's essentially developing his future starter potentially. So there's a lot of levels where this is a really smart idea for, for everyone involved. And for everybody who, um, you know, and I remember cause actually I was on another show with Pete that night and some of our buddies and, around selecting Miles Garrett and Pete and I bothly both at the time said they did the smart thing they did the unbrowns thing at the time um fun to look back at those type of things huh folks uh obviously we got to a lot here today uh Troy Hill the acquisition fantastic and uh John Johnson the third I'm sure somehow some way played a small you know could play a role whether it was small whether it was large um you know getting to talk to you know a younger GM, probably more relatable. Keep in mind, Andrew Barry's maybe got, what, two years on Troy Hill? Maybe a year and a half. You know, uh, it's a lot different when you're sitting across the desk or a Zoom call, I guess, in these days and ages. Uh, and, you know, you find a potential employer a lot more relatable than you're used to in years past. Uh, Hollywood Higgins, um, it's, yeah, everybody's excited. I understand. We all, I, I mean, I don't think there's a Browns fan who's not a Hollywood Higgins guy. Um, but it does bring some, you know, some con- concerns about just how everything is going to work and how you can keep everybody essentially healthy. Uh, sometimes, though, you know, health has its way of, you know, changing all of that and never truly becomes an issue. Uh, thanks, everybody, for your great questions. As always, we do appreciate that. Um, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, A, subscribe to Locked on Browns. B, five-star rating. C, written review. Browns Digest on SI.com. Mr. Pete Smith at underscore Pete Smith underscore and his team over there do a fantastic job. Check it all out. Make sure you are following Pete. For anybody who wants to talk about the Landry stuff, he gave you a clear, concise thought process here. I say, why don't you process it yourself and understand it? And it's funny because more and more people gravitate to this understanding then they either a want to admit or b they just like to troll because that's what y'all do i guess 
Uh, with that said, covered a ton here. Uh, we'll see what tomorrow brings. Recording either way. Uh, maybe I'll go ahead and do another live mock draft now that obviously a lot more new faces unfold, which you know can flip that stuff up. We'll see the way it plays out. Could be news. You never know. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LLB. Let's go Browns.